Uh, Matt Mosley show. ESPN Central Texas. What a uh, what a day it's been already. Been monitoring this U.S. Open for you, Joel Damon. I don't expect him to stay in the lead, but he's an interesting guy, and he likes the floppy hat. He likes the fishing hat. Uh, this next guy is a guy who I, I kind of feel like might put the old floppy hat on occasionally, especially if he's out fishing. He hails from, uh, well, the great Midwest or the great North, I should say. Uh, it is Kevin Longquist. Uh, Kevin uh, from Rivals.com. You can follow his work on Twitter, uh, at Sikkim Sports, at Sikkim Sports. And, uh, Kevin, are you a guy who will like put on a fishing hat or or you know you're a i mean i've seen you you kind of sunburn pretty easily do you like to put on a bucket hat or a fishing hat occasionally uh whatever will work to keep the sun from uh frying my face so uh if it's that or a baseball cap i'm all i'm open to it you and i just both are susceptible to the the nose our noses can if we don't put on proper sunscreen by the way i i went out today kevin played about two hours i thought oh we'll get out here about 9 30 in the morning okay and beat the heat it was already so hot the match yeah. starts at 10 a.m and it was rough it was rough and there was not i mean i was hydrating we had to stop between sets and send my playing partner or uh the guy you know my buddy home to go get some reinforcements gatorade water all the good stuff. Yeah. So, I had a friend of mine who was in a golf tournament last weekend over at Rivercrest in Fort Worth, and on that Sunday round, their tee time because of the way it was set up, they didn't tee off on their Sunday round until two o'clock in the afternoon. So you can only imagine what that was like. Yeah, yeah, you got to hydrate. And the problem with those golf tournaments, and and if your buddy was out there playing in like a charity tournament or just hanging out, they don't always hydrate properly. Hydrating with alcohol does not work. I mean, I like I, I would almost think not drinking anything would be better than than drinking alcohol. I don't know. Now, I, I, doctors would have to weigh in on that. Dr. Lance Ellis, right. Dr. David Haynes, if you're out there listening, if you've got a, an opinion on that, uh, call <laughs> in to the show. Uh, I always love, you know, this time of year is kind of interesting that we're getting to the really this. We're seeing 2023 players, 2024 some of them are showing up. They, Baylor had a camp last weekend and then um, got a camp, you know, got some stuff happening, some, some visits and stuff coming up this weekend. Now, first of all, though, a little bad news. I, I wanted to see, I noticed that our friend from uh, Lake Belton, love that Wilcox kid, and then they've got a wide receiver yeah. who's unbelievable at Lake Belton. I mean, they're about to start playing some 5A competition. We'll see how they do, but they have some athletes we saw that with track here recently the 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 young man wilcox the defensive back who has decided to he decommitted from the bears and i thought well he'll just kind of a lot of times when they decommit they just want to open it back up and look around well this kid within like a day he's headed to tcu uh what can you tell us about that uh that situation and like how big a setback is that for the bears well, it hurts, and, you know, the fact that TCU was in his ear like they were, and, of course, that's a new coaching staff there with Sonny Dykes and his staff, and they've been recruiting the, the bejeebers out of kids here lately, and they've been on a run here lately, and the fact that they were able to get him to flip 
I mean, it's no surprise. This isn't the first time we've obviously had a Baylor TCU tug of war over uh, players, but the fact that it, it moved so quickly, like it did uh, is, is a little disappointing as well. But, you know, that's just one of the things it's, it's all about the message and maintaining the relationship and somewhere along the way, I, I mean, I'll put it to you this way, Matt, I can, I could, let me just say this. I kind of sensed something was up with him because when I would be in contact with him about taking official visits or just being in contact with Baylor coaches, wasn't very responsive. And sometimes that'll be a red flag uh, for me, especially because committed guys will be very eager or responsive, how, whatever word you want to use to get back with you on certain questions or whatever, but yeah. he wasn't one of them. And so, I mean, I'll put it to you this way. I asked him when he had his official, this was about a month ago. I asked him when he was going to, if he had his official visit scheduled for Baylor and he uh, tells me point blank, I don't know yet. I'm like, really? Okay. Mm, that Now that really is uh that that that's interesting when you kind of uh, are able to read between the lines and you've been doing this so long enough uh Kevin that you know um if somebody refuses to to like get back to Kevin Longquist something's wrong that's the way that that's what I tell people no i wouldn't no 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 don't go there <laughs> just, no that's just my but... that's my opinion you let me have my own opinions okay <laughs> don't tell me where i can go it's my show hey uh <laughs> i did like this a little good news clear falls four star outside linebacker um Corey kelly commits to baylor after a big official visit weekend in waco becoming the bears second four-star pledge now that's good no that's that's the opposite of what we're talking about with the young wilcox um he's quoted here this is one of your rivals colleagues who had this quote baylor just felt like home ever since i got there hey same for me kevin just always felt like home to me it's why i've never left well, 30 I, years later you know, i'm still here <laughs> you know i the one of the things, and, and actually you could put probably Torian York, uh, the linebacker from Temple, in the same kind of mentality of that. Um, I really feel like uh, that they did such a great job uh, with Corey, and it seemed like it just picked up momentum over the last month uh, with him to where he was eager to come to Waco to take his official visit. And it sounded like the way the visit was, the visit was more of a, the way I took away from it was more of a way of uh, sealing the deal, making sure that all the I's were dotted and T's were crossed and the family was sold on it. And I think that's the way a lot of people should look at it too. And I really believe that he's going to help them quite a bit. If they put him at the Jack, that could be an ideal spot for him because he's 6'4", 210 right now. And if they really want to put him on the outside, kind of like a AKA where Terrell Bernard was or something like that, Matt, Obviously, he's taller than Terrell, but he's got the physicality so that he could probably handle that if that's what they want to do with him. All right. Um, at this particular camp, talking to Kevin Longquist from Rivals.com, at Sikkim Sports is um, a place where you can find him at Baylor Rivals. Sometimes he'll put some personal stuff up there. Um, and uh, when I say personal, you know, some of his opinions. He's a little more opinionated there. Now, Kevin, um, I, this, this last week's camp, I love it when we start 
trying to project like 2025 players. I always, uh, even even Lagway was 2024, and I thought, oh my gosh, we're early here. Well, right. I saw you putting out something three days ago. Keller Central, 2025 quarterback, Keldon Ryan. I mean, this guy is my daughter's age. My daughter, I still feel like she's got she's got three more years at the house before she goes to college. And they're already, they're already, I mean, like, is this, is Keldon Ryan? I mean, I, I, explain this to me. Do these kids who start showing up on radars at 2025, are they already starting as freshmen in high school in most cases? If they're not, they're getting significant playing time. And the story with Ryan was that he was splitting time with a senior last year. And, you know, he, he had a pretty solid campaign. Now, Keller Central wasn't very good last year. But with Ryan, you know, he's got, he's got a great frame, about 6'4", I think it is, about 6'4", 180, pretty good arm. Of course, it obviously starts with arm strength and accuracy. And he's still got three varsity seasons to play, as you mentioned. But the fact that, Matt, he's already got, what, nine offers – and he's making the rounds going to the big-time schools like Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, that sort of thing. And when you get that kind of attention early, that kind of shows you where your talent could project in the next seven years, that sort of thing, or six, depending on whatever happens with pro aspirations, that sort of thing. But I think the fact that he's got this kind of talent or he's kind of got this in front of him and he's already garnered this kind of attention in terms of the offers. And remember, this was his second visit to Baylor speaks to him and his talent and also speaks to the early start that Baylor has had with him in building this relationship. And that has a lot to do with it. Now, I wouldn't expect any kind of commitment decision from him over the next couple of years. He's going to probably play the process like DJ Lagway is doing, where he's just kind of going from school to school, going from camp to camp, going to take in the process and kind of see where it fits for him. And that's going to be the case with, I think before it's over, Ryan's going to probably well be on 30 offers. Wow. My yeah, gosh. Yeah. My goodness. Well, I, I think um, I, our mutual friend, uh, who I, I bring up a lot to you, by the way, is at the Nebraska camp, or maybe just mm-hmm. went to the is, – is, that's coming up. He has the uh, Hoss Haney that was at the mm-hmm. Baylor camp, and I know uh, Sean Bell thinks a lot of him, so we'll continue to monitor that. He'll start for uh, as a junior – at Alito this year at quarterback, we think. I mean, I hope that's the direction it's going. I think that's and, the way uh, it should be going, yeah. I think that's yeah. the way it should be going this year for them. So. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see because uh, I do think there's a couple of other Big 12 teams that have been talking to him and interested. And just because he's a – as you saw, he started in the slot as a sophomore, and he's just got uh-huh. really, really good speed. And and if he continues to grow, if he could even just get to six foot or six foot one, I think he's at mm-hmm. six foot. If he gets to six one, I mean he's going to get some looks because I do think the guy can sling it. So I know you think I've been a little over the top with this young man. No, but I, I think no, Matt, I think Matt, I have for a Matt, good reason. So. No, Matt, I don't think so at all. I think Haas has got a lot of talent to him. But and to your point, I think I, yeah, I think you make a great point about him getting to six one. If he can find if. He's, if he's in a position where that can happen for him, then I think his whole recruiting takes a different dimension for him. And the arm strength is there. Keep in mind, too, because last year, he was, that was his first year um, at Alito after he spent the previous year at All Saints in Fort Worth. And I'll never forget, his first high school varsity pass was a touchdown pass. Uh, and great fade in the end zone, too, in the back left corner of the end zone that he threw. 
And so it's there. It, it's just a question of, you know, getting in the rhythm. And I'm sure that the way things were going in the offseason, especially with spring ball and that sort of thing, and he's doing the seven-on-seven seven thing this this summer too, I believe. So all that in his favor and developing a rapport with all the all the skilled players with Baylor, excuse me, with uh, Alito, yeah. I, I think will play to his advantage. And again, I think that's uh, if he gets to six-one, even six foot, if he's there already. But if he gets to six-one, changes a lot for him. Changes a lot I, for Alito too for the next I, few years. I uh, I I think the kid. I think he really likes Baylor, even though his dad and mom both were athletes at TCU. I just feel like he really. Of course, they. The dad played for Gary Patterson, so this is a new regime at TCU. Look at that picture I just sent you while I'm talking, Kevin. Look at your phone, and that it's the one you put up about Kel- with Keldon Ryan uh, is in the foreground. Look at that kid behind him with those unbelievable shades in that perm, that curly hair. I I would I would I would offer that kid sight unseen just based on the way he looks. I mean, that is a look. It looks like something from eight is enough back in the day. Really love the look. Um, and hey, anything new on Novosad? Is that is? I mean, Baylor's got to obviously pray that uh, you cannot lose back to back. You know, quarterbacks and um, they were early to the party on Novosad. Seems to be very bullish on the Bears, but of course, Ohio State has come in and and a lot of interest in him. Anything? new or are you sensing anything new on that front well this is his official visit weekend so he got up there this afternoon um you know as i was telling somebody the other day about got up where got up where got up to baylor for his official visit this week okay i just Uh, wanted to because i just brought up ohio state i wanted to i didn't want to confuse people okay so this Uh, is the baylor the baylor visit right his baylor official visit starts today and he got up here this afternoon and It'll be through Sunday. I, I don't think the way that, or I should say, I think the way the Ohio State visit went was, sounded like it was pretty solid. It didn't sound like Ohio State really pushed as hard yet, even though Ohio State doesn't have a quarterback commit. Uh, I would think that if the Buckeyes really want to push whenever they want to push, they will. Uh, that doesn't seem to be the time for that. I, I, what I would love, I'm sure what Baylor would love to see to come out of this official visit Matt, is that he comes out on social media, Austin Novosad does, and says, I'm shutting down my recruiting. I'm locked into Baylor. This is it. Let's go. You know, that sort of thing. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'm sure that would be the absolute great result that Baylor would love. But again, you know, the fact that they've invested so much into him, he knows that he's the guy coming in next year and he has a lot of momentum. And keep this in mind, too, his stock went up drastically nationwide because of what happened with national rating services, including ours, our new, our rating services, our new ratings, I should say, came out last week. And prior to that rating that came out last week, he was about 248. He shot up to 136. That's 111, 112 spots. Whoa. You think, Whoa. you think about that and how I can't even remember the last time a Baylor recruit moved that drastically in our rating system in the, what, yeah, thirteen years that I've been watching this. Yeah, no, I, he must have been throwing some really good passes in the off-season program. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kevin, Kevin, he jumps out of his hand. You know, like I said, he was at the camp in Coppell back in April, and that's a great time for all of the, our national analysts to take a look at him and watch him go through all the drills. And of course, he was doing it on a very windy afternoon that Sunday in Coppell, and he was still throwing. You know, BB's right through the teeth of that wind. Yeah. 
Yeah, love it when you start talking about the BBs. Uh, Kevin Longquist from Rivals.com. And, and Kevin, I didn't want to get your take. Baylor Baseball makes a hire. Mitch Thompson coming over from MCC, replacing Steve Rodriguez. And you know the where the where the uh, program had been. It's um, you know rough year, and and Mitch has all that history with the Bears. Uh, the best moments that that unbelievable stretch from '99 to 2012. Mitch was mm-hmm. had a, played a huge role in that. What was your initial reaction to the hire? Oh, I guess I wasn't totally surprised by it because of Mitch's background with Baylor and the fact that he's been in McClellan and. He's a great talent evaluator for sure, and the fact that he has spent time in the professional ranks as a scout for the Kansas City Royals, that all adds up together. I think the challenge for him will obviously be recruiting at a level at Baylor than what he was, which is far different than what he was doing at McLennan, as we all know. You've got to find a way to be resourceful to make sure that you can get kids in there who can handle, because you only got 11.7 scholarships to deal with, so that's going to be a challenge there. It's not unprecedented because a lot of other coaches can do that and figure it out. Jim Schlossnagel, uh, who was formerly at TCU and now at A&M, you know, found a way to make that work. So that's going to be one of the challenges for Mitch. But the good thing for Mitch is that he knows that and how, and how, he, watched, and how he watched Steve Smith go through that all the way up until 2012 when Mitch left. So, you know, it's a case where, you know, he's well-respected in the industry, knows the game very, very well. Maybe it's not the most flashy hire or it's not the boom hire that some people were hoping for. And that I think that's probably one of the things that probably is the quote-unquote strike against this. But again, his, his baseball acumen is what it is. And I think that's what a lot of people are hoping, that he can get Baylor back on track after you know going to the tournament only in three of seven seasons under Steve Rodriguez. That's got to turn around because this program, Matt, as you and I both know, has had a very proud history in baseball. Yeah, it has, and uh, we we shall see. And Kevin, I know you like to tune into the show from time to time, but not only have we had Steve Smith, but we had Jason Jennings, Kelly Shopik, and as a guy who covered baseball for the Arlington Morning News, covered the Rangers back in the day, and some for the Dallas Morning News, um, you know Shopik. You remember that Shopik? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, took it to the Rangers back in the day when he was with the Rays, hit two big home runs in that series. And so it was. Uh, we've had some really fun baseball talk. Kevin, uh, I want you to have a great weekend. We'll have all eyes on some of these visits. And um, I, I, I love when you weigh in on these things. So is there any – Is there? can you just pique our interest? Kind of give us uh, – real quick, is there, any, is there anybody – you don't have to tell us the name – but like, is there is there one possible commit that could come in after this weekend that that we would all be excited about? Um, maybe one. I mean, I can probably. I mean, I don't. I don't mind disclosing this name and, I, and Isaiah Robinson, the offensive lineman from Arlington Lamar, who's coming in, four star kid. We have him as the number forty five player in the state of Texas. A big offensive tackle, and he's a guy that Baylor's done a great job on and kind of working with his schedule because he's a kid that's in the fine arts and loves to sing and loves to be in uh, the theater, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know if they're going to land him, but I think they can position themselves in a better place with Robinson. And if they were to eventually get him at Matt, that would be a huge, uh, another huge win from just like Corey Kelly, but it was. I say, put him in the glee club. Uh, let him, let him do some He'll singing. Sing just, 
you and I can sing with them, and we can see how, how well we do with that. Love this kid. Say his name again, Isaiah. Isaiah Robinson, offensive tackle from Arlington Lamar. All right. See if you can find some of his work. I'd like to tell him we'll uh, we'll we'd like to kind of hear some of his music and and uh, hear how he does. That's great. That's Baylor uh, the the best fine arts uh, uh, person available. I'm I'm all for this. I really like the uh, angle on that. Kevin, have a, a tremendous weekend, and we will talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good, Matt. You have a great weekend yourself. Thank you, sir. You bet, Kevin uh, Longquist. Off to get on a train.